Clinical Issues Formaldehyde Storage and Handling Question. What are the requirements for storage and handling of formaldehyde? When is special ventilation necessary? The storage and handling of formalin is directed by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, state regulations, safety data sheets, the manufacturer's instructions for use, and facility policy. Healthcare organization personnel must review these regulations and follow the most stringent requirements. Any area in which formalin is stored must have adequate ventilation that does not exceed the required exposure limits. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration's permissible exposure limits are an 8-hour total weighted average of 0.75 ppm or parts per million and a 15-minute short-term exposure limit of 2.0 parts per million. However, states can set permissible exposure limits that are more stringent than the federal requirements. Therefore, facility personnel should check if there are any additional state regulations. Formalin is combustible, and therefore it should not be stored in a location that houses ignition sources, such as a procedure room or an OR. Personnel must monitor formalin exposure levels by measuring airborne concentrations of formalin in the areas in which it is used or stored. Measuring should occur when formalin is introduced into a storage space, at periodic intervals to ensure exposure levels are not exceeded, when there is a change in process, such as different, uh, different product or storage area construction, and when personnel report an associated incident, such as a spill or exposure. Locations in which formalin is stored or used must have warning signs posted, eyewash stations immediately available, and ventilation systems installed that maintain air quality below the required exposure limits. Formaldehyde is an active ingredient in formalin and is known to contribute to asthma, eye irritation, and contact dermatitis. Personnel handling formalin should wear personal protective equipment when there is a potential risk of exposure to the chemical. The personal protective equipment required depends on the potential for exposure and may include gloves, impervious clothes, aprons, chemical splash goggles, and respiratory protection. Latex gloves do not protect against formalin. Gloves should be selected based on formalin permeation test, testing results. According to the AORN guideline for Safe Environment of Care Part 1, nitrile and butyle gloves protect for 8 hours, and polyethylene gloves are rated for 4 hours of protection. When the levels of formalin in an area are greater than 100 parts per million, respiratory protection, such as respirators or ventilation hoods, is required. Facility personnel are required to perform an annual chemical hazard risk assessment. Part of the assessment process may include perioperative-specific risk factors that may increase the potential for exposure to formalin. The assessment should include a review of chemical safety data sheets for specific precautions which actions to take when there is a spill or exposure. Safety data sheets must be readily available to users and can be used to provide educational programs on the safe use of a product. When reviewing processes related to formalin use, 
personnel may find that providing pre-filled and labeled specimen containers can reduce potential exposures by eliminating the need to fill a specimen, con a specimen container with formalin from a dispensing area. Staff members should also be aware of how to handle a formalin spill and where the spill kits are located. Because formalin is a hazardous material, it is also subject to governmental regulations, and it must be disposed of in a hazardous waste receptacle. The method of disposal, such as in a rigid, le rigid leak-proof container, may depend on the volume of the material to be disposed and other considerations, such as state regulations or facility-specific factors. <laughs>